0: All right, welcome again to another edition of the Hoop Form NBA podcast. As always, Ben Slykerman and Adam Elder in the motherfucking building. Although, technically, we're recording <laughs> remotely. Of. We're recording remotely. We're both inside of buildings, though, and we're here and we're ready to talk basketball. Wild time in the NBA right now. Injuries left and right. Playoffs on the horizon. Awards on the horizon. Toxic MVP discussions. Everything you could ever Sadly. want in a male. So- everything you could ever want in a male soap opera. Though, here we are. It's it's the it's the stretch run of the season, and we love it. Content always heats up around this time, so. Without further ado, I'm going to talk some current events in terms of some games that were just on last night, Adam. Pretty pretty high-profile games here. We had first the Mavericks and the Warriors, and then, of course, the nightcap was the Lakers versus the Phoenix Suns. Both very exciting. I was able to tune into both uh, pretty much through the whole entire games for both of them, so that was good. Uh, starting with this Dallas game here. Dallas takes a, a loss here. The Warriors finally get a win on the road, which is quite impressive. We were talking about that pre-pod, 127 to 125. Biggest thing that jumped out from me on the page here was Dallas looks looked like the team that made that run in the conference finals because all of their secondary third and fourth options here were hitting their shots and Jaden Hardy. I mean, not necessarily their second option by any means if Kyrie is healthy and stuff out there, but Jaden Hardy made himself a second option last night. And although they did lose, it is those moments with this team where you see the flash and you're like, my God, when these guys are on, like they are going to be really fucking dangerous. Yeah. Um, how much you can put that together in a seven game series was, is yet to be determined and we will see how it goes. But ultimately um, this whole situation with this, this play has been quite ridiculous and Mavs are contesting a call that resulted in what they said, the loss of the game because they technically lost by two points and here they were giving up a bucket quite easily right <laughs> Right down at the rim. Um, if you haven't watched it, um, go ahead and tap in and watch that. I'm I mean, sure there's more than tap. just one example of that, though. We know that for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Out at the rim for the Mavs. Yeah, well, yeah, they have non-existent defense, so it's not a surprise. Cuban popping off about it there. He said, for those wondering about the play with 154 to go in the third quarter, let me explain what happened. The ref called Mavs ball. The announcer announced it. Then there was a timeout during the timeout. The official changed the call and never told us. Then they saw us line up as if it was our ball. He just gave the ball to the warriors. Never said a word to us. They got an easy basket crazy that it would matter in a two point game. Worst officiating non-call mistake possibly in the history of the NBA. All they had to do was tell us and they didn't. Referees issued a statement in response to this uh, crew chief, Sean Wright gave to a pool reporter, which read initially on the floor, the original signal was in fact, golden state. As this can be seen on video, there is a second signal, but that signal is for a mandatory timeout that was due to the Mavs. So confusing for everyone. You got two sides of the story. The Mavs do clearly look like they're, expecting the ball at half court. I'm not sure why they would have been getting the ball at half court though. Um, If you do watch it, but it's, I don't know. It was a weird situation. It was actually a really weird situation and uh, we'll see what happens with it. I think the last time I remember a game getting contested like this was like, wasn't it like a couple years ago when Harden was still in Houston? Maybe. I think they had, they contested a game for some reason. It's just a weird proposition to go through because yeah they gave you a wasted possession. I mean, think back on like when KD stumbled out of bounds while he was playing for the Warriors and saved the ball for the for the Warriors and was like 3 steps out of bounds and everybody saw it including the line judge but there was just no call and it complete and Curry got a pull-up two on it. It's funny that the Warriors are benefiting benefiting again from it, but You know, Steph got the little pull up too, and it like changed the direction of the game. It pushed him forward even harder. And then that's when Harden won. That's when he hit the flamethrower game winner, the Kevin Harden. James Harden, the flamethrower. One of the greatest calls in NBA history. So I guess that one wasn't contested because they ended up winning. But like, it's in that same atmosphere, you know? Like, it's just one of these plays. Like, if the Rockets would have lost that game, it's in the same kind of balance. Like, you have to get that call right. That's a huge yeah. game. That's I a mean, huge that's game. That, that game even more so than this. I mean, these late season games absolutely matter, especially in this shit show of a Western Conference, which we're going to discuss playoff matchups eventually here. But uh, it's just – these the, the, this season with refs has been pretty – pretty hot to say the least. And I'll see, maybe we'll see what happens in the CBA negotiations. If they have anything in that in regards to the refs, um, if they add something to here as negotiations continue to get postponed. Um, we'll just see. I think something maybe has to be done with how vocal the players are being. Like there has to be some sort of response, but we'll see. Right. There is some sketchy referee out there for sure. And that's all saw, I'll say. I'm not saying the Mavs are correct in this situation, but just in general. I mean, it is funny though. Cuban here in Cuban use his shark tank voice to talk about the Mavs. Oh yeah. You that can kind just kind hear intensity. Him. He's selling Worst call in the history of the NBA. Like, okay, obviously it's not that, but he's so entertaining though, dude. Yeah. He's great. Honestly, he's in terms of it. NBA owners, he's so entertaining. Shout out to Jaden Hardy, though, even though they lost. 27 points, dude. Five yeah, rebounds, a... one assist. Fantastic game. I Shot mean, 66 really... from three, dude. Six of nine. Exactly. In Kyrie's absence. Love to see it, man. I, I just, you know, like the Mavs might be able to make What if they can get DFS back? <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? God, you know, they should try. A, that would be hilarious. That would actually be epic if they tried. I don't think they can. I think after you play like trade or waive a player, you have to wait a year before you can attempt to reacquire them. So they wouldn't be able to within the time span of, you know, the off season, but it would be just insane if they could pull that off. It was like, can we just get DFS back? You can keep Dinwiddie. (laughs) It'd be nuts. Actually, they just get both back for Hardy. But next game of the night. Uh, we're looking at Lakers versus Phoenix. Were you able to watch this one at all? I watched a bit of this one. Now I watched the um, highlights for it definitely today, and I'm just like, it was a Lakers game that earlier in the day I was like, I remembered that it was the Phoenix game, and I was like, oh my god! And I remembered when we talked about it on the podcast, we were prospecting that maybe KD could be back by this game, and maybe LeBron too, but LeBron's been quietly. Like, there's been quietly no talk of LeBron coming back, you know? Like, he might just be out the rest of the regular season. But, I mean... They're saying, they're looking, most people that are, like, close to the situation are saying it's likely they'll have him back for, like, the last two to three games of the season. Makes sense. Because they end on a pretty nice little comfy streak. It's, like, two games against Chicago. And then... Um, two games against uh, Minnesota. So two games that directly impact their seeding. And if they could bring Minnesota down on both of those games, they can tri- they could vault up to like seventh and be actually there in the higher part of the play. And if not have a one chance to get to the fifth seed because, or the, the sixth seed. Yeah, the sixth. I don't seed. think they but can like, get the sixth anymore. But isn't it ridiculous? One of the craziest things about this whole game to me was just on the scoreboard itself, and it was the standings, and it said the Suns were in third with a thirty-eight and thirty-three record, and the Lakers were in eleventh with a thirty-four and thirty-seven record. It is still realistically that close. If the Lakers went on a win streak and won five of their games, there's a realistic chance they could be in like the five seed. If everything what did else, else that broke be? correctly. Exactly, if everything else broke correctly, but like it's just that close. Look, and I'll tell you right now, if Austin Reeves keeps playing the fucking way he's playing, which I don't see it's completely outlandish, maybe it'll come down to earth slightly just with the reintroduction of LeBron, although I don't know that I want it to. Uh, If he keeps it at this level, they could very well do that. I don't know that if everything else is going to break in their direction. I likely see them ending like seven or eight just because it's the Lakers. They claim AD is not going to play any back-to-backs. They're being super cautious there. I think they're comfortable entering the play-in. Um, they're kind of a one-off game team anyway. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, sort of. But Austin it's just- Reeves, though, 25-4-11 and 11 last night, dude. He's just playing like a basketball player now. He's not, not playing like some kind of weird role player around LeBron, a saw off shooter, anything. He's just a basketball player out there. Like, and he's got great size. He's he has, great and shit for himself. Exactly. He has this super nice float game. Mm. Super nice pull-up mid-range float game that just opens up the floor so much for the Lakers because how many times did you see him do one of those and attempt and just kind of do a little drop-off pass to the guy that was next to him? in the post Mm -hmm. if somebody was cutting behind him. I think Beasley got a nice cut at one point off of a drive like that. And it's like they're getting that kind of creation because you know D'Lo is not a traditional point guard. right? He's on the Lakers again to shoot. He's like, I'm a shooter. I'm shooting so much for the Lakers. I'm shooting mid-range. I'm driving to the basket. I'm getting nice looks. I'm not a traditional point guard. Mm -hmm. So Austin Reeves can get that kind of creation out of them. And then he's got nice chemistry with A D on the pick exactly. and roll. I it's, think Vanderbilt do you think Vanderbilt has flatlined a little bit? I think he's been a little bit figured out. Like he had those really great hustle energy games. And now yeah. it's kinda like, uh, he's Here's really a twenty three minute guy. Once you add LeBron back into the situation, it completely changes the dynamic. Yeah. You're Once right. you you're right. it completely opens things up for Vanderbilt and vice versa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like That's the game changer. Once you, it's just sad that we don't have him in there right now because this team would be clicking so hard, dude. I know. That's what games like last night where AD is just him hitting the middies, hitting the bubble AD looks like hitting all these beautiful 27 9 and 5 AD last night. I just, and the one matchup I kept just thinking to myself, I'm like, he's just got a feast is whenever they would put. They had Jock Lawndale out there. Mm-hmm. I was like, if Jock Lawndale is on Anthony Davis, Anthony should be driving him to the basket off of like a little shoulder roll every single time. And yeah. the one time at least he got the big dunk and he just did the classic A D little shoulder roll right under the basket. Reverse dunk just went right up. Looks huge. Looks in control, but, but too like, easy, too easy, too easy. Thing with the Phoenix last night though, you know, they don't have Aiton out there. They don't have Kevin yeah, Durant, obviously. So that's the thing. No, that's lo- huge. Love that's to huge. see this as a second round playoff series. Would fucking love it. Oh. Healthy Lakers, healthy Phoenix. Give me it in the second round. Um, which we can go ahead and dive into playoff discussion if you want, Adam let's do one last thing here. And I'm just going to throw out another flag. Hopefully not a false flag here, but definitely a project Northwoods level quote here. Damien Lillard says he is not interested in rebuilding. That's not what I'm interested in. That's the frustrating part of it. That's the fru- That's what the frustrating part of it is talking about what's going to happen next season and us quote unquote building. That's not what I'm here to do, especially at this stage of my career. And I don't blame you, sir. That is what what we're begging for. We're begging you not to do that. Exactly. Have been. We've wanted you to win now for fucking four years, dude. At this point, I feel like we owe it to Dame to let him go. Like, that's how I am as a Portland Trailblazers fan, because I'm like, Dame gave us a fan season here. He's balling out hard as he did in 2020, like right before Kobe died when he was on a ridiculous, like 34 points per game, like 20 game stretch, you know, just absolute bombing all over the place. Has the core injury is down essentially for another season, but it still scores 55 against the Nuggets and looks phenomenal. So like all these situations and game comes back he rehab the core. He says he feels great this season. He's been dunking driving to the basket more than he has in his entire career statistically. And now he's saying things like this. It's like Dame, I want you to go somewhere and just win. Well, isn't that when you're faced with the fact that you're more of a Dame fan than you were ever a Portland fan? Yeah. And I'm the same way, dude, I'm more of a player guy than a team guy, quite frankly. And I I mean, I always kind of liked the culture of Portland anyways, just because it was like a, Strange vibes, team, you know, like spooky vibes seem not really spooky, but like just weird and nicer small market, and, like, and also just a collective group of really like niche players like Brandon mm-hmm. Roy and Arvita Sabonis. And late CJ game combo was just fun as shit in the day, exactly. And like prime, like late prime Scotty Pippen was important to the Blazers, like they just have a really strange lore. And then Bill Walton is one of their iconic players, so that's instantly worth something. Facts. So, I mean, I'm in there for the team, but only 30%. I think the 70% is definitely just I want Dame to win a title. And I wanted CJ to win a title just as bad. But yeah, like you read a quote like that and I'm just like, it brought a sense of relief to me. I was like, if Dame asks out, I'll finally say just, you know, it sucks to have seen him punt the last two and a half seasons with Portland when they've just been perennial first round exits no matter what they do and they fired possibly one of the best coaches they've had in this last two decades but who cares yeah and the thing is is like their odds in the drafts aren't going to be great enough for them No, to they're actually, not they're like, not you're not you're not getting one of the win now guys right now the guys that are looking like that anyway might not even actually be that um so they'd it's be just a, a sixth pick right now if it went solely by record they'd be getting this number six pick possibly even number seven so that in my terms that's not worth that's not worth trying to get a rebuild so you can get a guy like shade and sharp that's ultimately going to look like a good role player for at least the first three years of his career and if anything he might be two years away from looking like a consistent good role player well i mean he's kind of looked like that lately but like yeah you're right for like being a like actual guy yeah so i mean and then what dame is 37 Like, come on. Dame's not falling off like Westbrook here. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, you know, the stomach thing was real and that took him out. How far away are you from something worse? You know what I mean? Like, true, and I hate to think about that, but yeah, like, I feel like we have such a green light of Damian Lillard here. Like, why? Now, his benefit, of course, is not relying on athleticism and being a smaller guard. They typically can last longer. Um, so he has that to his benefit, but you know, clock's ticking in terms of when his potential was at an absolute high and could win a championship with the right pieces around him. And everyone's just been clamoring My for that walk. for so long now. <laughs> I mean, I just want him in a fucking Lakers Jersey already. My God. Me too. Me too. That's what I was laughing about pre pond because I was thinking about the Lakers just trading Reeves, And Rui and Bamba. Anything you save Reeves, bro, I would give everything else up and keep Reeves. No, the uh, Portland will want Reeves. So you give Portland. You it's 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 Damian Lillard. It's I I know this ain't no Kyle Lowry situation. It's not like THT and Kyle Lowry. I'm absolutely doing it, but I would fucking feel salt in my wounds. And then you would retain Beasley and Vanderbilt and Troy Brown. And Lenny and Gabriel, who I think is the premier. Like, I think he's approaching solid backup five territory. I think he is like a good, like small ball option. Like Darvin Ham likes the small ball options. I want to see Bamba get an actual chance if he was healthy though. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Theoretically on paper, the Bamba fit makes sense because he can stretch the floor. Right, right. Gabriel has no chance of that. Yeah, next to AD at the the center position, that would be clutch to have out there. Have a center who can shoot the three, like the theoretical Thomas Bryant. Like the minutes that Thomas Bryant looked like halfway decent, I feel like Bamba could be better than that if healthy and out there. And that's another guy that I'm just sad we're not getting to actually see here because it's going to... Some of these guys are going to be the choppy block in the offseason. And that's why I think that... It would be Reeves, Rui, and ah, uh, maybe not Bamba. I don't know who I else. Know. Gonna, Bamba probably Reeves would, and yeah. Rui, and then like what five first round picks? Be easy to give Bamba up because you haven't had him out there. They don't have five first round picks. That would be nuts, though. <laughs> no, got five. yeah, I, mean, I know. So I they mean, got one left though. They retain that one. Yeah, but that's not doing it for Portland. Portland's gonna be like, we want at least. Full. I mean. Realistically, you know, you, they should want four to five first round draft. They'd get something else involved, dude. Yeah. There'd have to be the Cleveland helper. Yeah. There'd be, there'd, there'd be someone's going to do a favor. I mean, fuck, Utah probably would do it. For Dame, yeah. They got a Colin LeBron, Sexton. LeBron would call it Danny Ainge. After years of kicking his ass, Danny Ainge finally just decided to become friends with LeBron. Colin Sexton and, uh, Matisse Thibault and uh, Austin Reeves is the new backcourt for the uh, Portland Back Trailblazers. The future, dude, for the Portland Trailblazers, and then Dame can go to the Lakers and whoever else. Utah can send the first round picks. Jesus, so they can lock up Walker Kessler and Larry Markkinen and somebody else is there for rotation. Shame, shame. Nerf they should still be there. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> God damn it! Yeah. If, Nurk saying, I'm just going full Laker. I'm a full Lakers fan at that point. I'm leaving the Rip City subreddit forever. Ah, you probably should have done that a long time ago. Anyway, that's the whole. Topic. I hate that. Red. Please, <laughs> that's all. I have so much day. beef. I have so much beef with everybody on there. Well, let's get down to it here. So, the whole idea is leading up to this was three interesting playoff matches, matchups, and I couldn't. Mentally do this without thinking of just the entire playoffs as a whole and seeing what's possible and seeing what the realistic outcomes of right now, today, matchups would be. So, Ben, let's just start in the playing. As of today, March 23rd, there have been no games played yet, so we're pre-all games this evening. Minnesota in the seventh seed and Oklahoma City in the eighth seed in the first playing game. I'm taking OKC. Yeah. I yeah. think OKC I think, can win that. Yep. I think they're, and quite frankly, I mean, obviously we're talking about it. If it ended the day, I'm not going to be shocked if OKC secures a seventh seed. Right. If not I the know. sixth seed. Wanna yeah. They, they, they want to win. Yeah. They should. too to win. Exactly. Shea is out of fucking control. He is. Well, I mean, Giddy is just so comfortable now. And like Dort absolutely locked locked down Kawhi at the end (laughs) of the other. And I remembered I floated Dort out there as their first trade bait piece. But I'm like, why would they do that when Shea's not really an elite defender? But Dort can step up and play the three and guard their best perimeter player. And then they're switchable all the way down one through four. You know, like one through five even. They're just switchable. And they're going to have Chet in there positionally. So, I mean, Dort I shut Kawhi the absolute fuck up. Kawhi had nothing. Could not do anything. Wanted to switch, but Dort would not allow it. Not even an open passing lane. Now nah, With Dort on him. Fought through like two screens to stay on him. Like, yep. bro, that was that guy, insane. That guy is just... I don't even know how to describe his perimeter defense like him. It's just one of like for some reason it's like the most like seeable eye test defense, you know, like some guys are really good on defense sneakily and like their arms are really long and they can do a lot of things that you can't see from the camera angles because of the, the kind of pressure they're putting on. But Dort is just, he looks like a linebacker. I hate that comparison, but like, you know, he's just top heavy and moves around with a lot of like lateral quickness and just the absolute, like everything anti-Kawhi. Like Kawhi is so like polished and floating and like, you know, moving back and forth and perfect foot placement and footwork and that kind of stuff. And Dort's just absolutely main handling it. But like, let's not get too excited. Uh, when we don't talk to Clippers, bad. when we talk their perspective matchup, um, I do have some comments on that situation. In um, the implications, just alone from that play. Uh, so hold me to that because I got some. I got some thoughts. So so. so oh wait, oh, OKC okay, by default then or no? They win their first game. Yeah. Dallas Absolutely. versus La- Dallas versus Lakers. That's a Lakers. The dub. Below. Lakers dub. That's a Lakers dub. All right, as LeBron's out there, that's a Lakers dub. Let's get hot. LeBron's hey, it's not even hot and I've said this before, LeBron James is the greatest play-in player in NBA history, has hit the greatest shot ever in NBA play-in history, without a doubt, saw three rims, shot it at the middle one, the man's the goat, one-off game, he's taking your lunch. Very corny. And he's walking into the playoffs. But does he beat Oklahoma City in the next round? Do they beat OKC? Oh, that's what they don't. They wouldn't have to. OKC would be in. they have to play you Minnesota you play one more game. Yeah, they'd play Minnesota, dude. Oh, OKC's yeah, in. you're right. You're right. OKC's in. Minnesota gets the second chance. They would smoke Minnesota. So he wouldn't be walking into the playoffs. He'd have to be. And right now, if it ended tomorrow, he'd be facing Mavericks. And then Minnesota. <sighs> he's got both especially because the fit is so clunky with cat out there. They haven't looked better in the two games of cat coming back. (laughs) Jesus dude. I'm not ready to accept that that team is ever going to be like good. You know, like I just, I don't think it's going to work. I think that Rudy Gobert has hit a pretty solid wall and I don't think he's as good as he is. Walker Kessler out here outperforming Rudy on a nightly basis. I mean, that just is what it is too. Yep. So Lakers versus Minnesota, I'm definitely taking Lakers there for sure. Yeah. So I'm changing my pick. I thought it was OKC versus Lakers in the next one. And as always, we are just assuming, assuming health here. Oh, yeah. Um, a fully healthy Lakers team right now, yes. They can win both of those games. They can do that. What is that? That'd just be game 83 and 84 of the season for them. You know what I mean? That's yeah. all they're thinking. Yeah. And plus they have played them so recently in the regular season. Minnesota's their last game of the season. Mm-hmm. So they would have the mental advantage there too. The Lakers just better keep fucking winning. That's all it comes down to. They just better keep winning. Yeah, I don't want to see them in this situation that we're looking exactly. at here. Exactly. Let's just be straight up about that. So that means is golden State. So they that are, means OKC would be seven, Lakers would be eight, right? And that's it. So then you'd have Nuggets versus Lakers first round. Fucking love it. And then you'd have Grizzlies versus Minnesota first round. That'd be nuts. Uh, I don't know. Well, no, because it would be OKC in the seven. So Memphis would be put Memphis be oh, yeah. KC in the first round, and yeah. then Lakers versus Denver in the first round. Yeah, you'd have that's Lakers. Rough. Yeah, that's rough for Denver. <laughs> I mean, it's rough for the Lakers too. We'll see about this. If the <laughs> Denver know. Nuggets lost in the first round, I think it would be time to start questioning the validity of that team. I mean, like, we okay. know the matchup here. And we've seen it before at the highest level. So in my opinion, I would take the Lakers, and that's not even me standing them. Like the defense on the Nuggets is fucking fleeting at best at this point. And Anthony Davis is going to ruin that matchup. Ruin? He's going to fucking ruin that matchup. He's going to eat that alive. There's no one they have to answer him. It just makes me so nervous making that pick. It just makes me so nervous. That's fine. We got to look at it. (laughs) We got to look at everything else. Let's go to the East play-in. Right now, it would be Miami versus Atlanta in the first round. And Toronto versus Chicago in the second game. I take Miami. That's what I'm taking. I'd take Miami right now. Miami secures the seventh seed in that situation. Um, I would take Toronto over Chicago. And uh, from there, I would probably say, I want to say Toronto over Atlanta, but I just don't know. I was leaning the other way because I, well, I also picked Miami to make the seven. Yeah. So. Or no, I picked, um, Oh shit! Did I do this wrong? Because Minnesota, so Minnesota lose OKC. Okay, okay, no, I did. Yeah, OKC okay, so would be the seven. Lakers would be the then, eight. I did it as the winner advances to the next round of the play-in, and then you play for the seven, and you like the loser. No, eight. No, no, no. I forgot dude, it. I forgot it works the other way. Yeah, first game you win, you're in. So. Okay, so that does kind of change that. I guess it really doesn't change the long-term picks though because they're still going against favorites in the east and I just can't pick against that. Right. Basically the last season, but so Miami 7. Yep. And then I'm taking Chicago and Atlanta if they play in the second game. I'm taking Chicago over that. So I'm saying So you're Chicago saying and... Chicago beats Toronto? Yeah. Wow. So I think Chicago will beat Toronto. And I, I don't know. There's just, for some reason, I feel like they are going to pull it. Well, it's Patrick Beverly. It's the Patrick Beverly play in championship on the line. So, I mean, I feel like that's worth some gas. And they've actually, been, they've actually been playing well with him being their traditional point guard. So that has changed a lot of things for them and helped open them up a lot more too. So, I mean, I feel like that's going to be worth them beating Toronto because Toronto is just kind of in disarray still. Mm. They're just, they're kind of skidding. Like they played fine the other night against Milwaukee. That was that game I was trying to remember the other night. It was Milwaukee and Toronto that I had watched. And Toronto was like hitting shots and everything, but like Milwaukee is just so much better. And mm-hmm. they just don't really have any traditional ways about, the, about how they play. So nothing, everything is always chaos about Toronto. So, yeah, even though it'd be an upset, I'm taking Chicago in that. And then Chicago makes the first round against Milwaukee. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's over. But then that's Boston, over sure. Boston and Miami in the first round is actually a pretty good first round series. And I'm taking would, Boston. Yeah, I'm taking Boston. But I think Miami will win at least one game, one to two games. They're going to extend the series. and. In in that situation, I'm taking Boston. Here's the real situation that I want, though, since we're shooting the shit about this. I want Miami to make it to the sixth seed and face Philly in the first round. Because that, on my list of three, like when I was just sitting here, like what could be? Dude, Philly versus Miami, I've said it before. I want that in the first round because that's blow-up potential for Philly, quite frankly. And I want to see it happen. The way it is slated right now, Brooklyn has 39 wins, but 33 losses. Miami has 40 wins, but 34 losses. So we're two Brooklyn losses away from Miami being in the six. And I would hope to God it just stays locked in. Miami versus Philadelphia would be a circled match series for me here. Definitely one that I would be locked into. But to see Philadelphia this year go out in the first round, but it's just going to take phenomenal, phenomenal next level effort. From like six of Miami's bench guys. And, and I would say, like, the biggest game, they're probably coming down to a shot. Yeah. This I think, is, Jimmy, that, I think Jimmy Butler, down to a shot. I think Jimmy Butler, his mindset should be last year, they said we couldn't do it. And then we were literally one three point miss away from making it to the NBA Finals. My only thing would be, let's make sure a better guy who can shoot the three is taking that shot. <laughs> or you yeah, drive to the jibby, basket and try to get contact. Either way. It would, well, it also that hurt attempt. that Struess stepped out of bounds on the three-point attempt, too. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. That, yeah, definitely that shot was ignorant. It was, it was absolutely ignorant. Just a very off-center, above-the-break shot, or below-the-break shot, into the corner, and just slightest heel-touch out-of-bounds. If we want to just slide right in from there, though, into what would be the today matchups for the first round here in the East, uh, I'm taking for sure Milwaukee over Chicago and for sure Boston over Miami, although right. that's going to tire Boston out. That's not going to just be a walkthrough. Even if it's a five-game series, that's not going right. to be an easy five games. Exactly. 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 That's why I think that they're going to extend the series as much as they can. Yeah. Because they're like, if Boston, I feel like their entire energy is that we're making it back to the finals this year. And And it should be. I don't know what else you're doing out there at this point in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's career. I mean, exactly. Especially with, strange little floated comments from Jalen Brown the other day. Did you happen to see that? He's playing it safe. He's playing it safe. safe There's nothing wrong with what he said. Yeah. Yeah. But still like, it's just like one of those situations where it's like, I don't see why I shouldn't test my value in free agency this upcoming, this upcoming off season. Let's like throw classic 2k quote. It's next. Is it next? This next season? He's up for it. Yeah, next season will be a contract year then for him. And I'm pro let Kyrie walk and get the max fucking space. Oh, my for, God. Yes. Sign him up. Bring him in. Bring him down to Dallas. Jalen Brown and Luka would be absolutely nasty. Sweet fucking music to my ears is what that is, my friend. Um, absolutely nasty. It was beautiful. Yeah, Miami, that's going to be tough on Boston, though. They're going to be tired going into the second round. Long term? I would not want Miami in the first round. If I was, I mean yes you do, but like also at the same time you don't. Oh um, yeah. They're going to wear you down. Jimmy is not going to go out easy and that's just what we constantly see. Um, right. Philly versus Brooklyn, 90 night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If <laughs> that ended an- the day, 90 night Brooklyn, you're done in four. Yep. That would be a good confidence series for Philadelphia because they would just absolutely wreck James Harden would have like a 38 point game yeah James Harden would be able to dance all over the place with Mikael Bridges on him like uh, but Mikael Bridges would probably have like a 39 point game at one point during those four games and it's just like I don't know I'm interested to see how they're gonna blow this all up in the upcoming offseason because they need to make sense of that Brooklyn oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, they got to make big sense of what's going on there because they literally are nothing. They're a moldless team. It's messy. Like, bring Steve Nash back. <laughs> Jesus. Wouldn't go ahead and hilarious? go through with that Eme hiring. Jesus. No, no. Eme, people want to act like Eme's done. I'm like, just wait till next season when somebody mid, like the Minnesota Timberwolves, fire their coach. Fuck, no, like, I was thinking Denver. No, I was thinking Denver ships out Mike Malone. Yeah, that might be an option too. I think Mike Malone is weirdly obsessed with Jokic. Like, it's like should be concerning for Jokic. Yeah, like he might be like staring at Jokic through his bedroom window type shit. Yeah, exactly. I get that vibe too. I just get that vibe from Mike Malone in general. But that's
1: <laughs> probably
0: shouldn't be said on air. But we we're leaving it. Fuck it. But but I mean, like from a perspective standpoint, like. Ime would be able to find the defense that would work around Jokic. He would be able to find, he that's would be the I'm one saying. to find the defensive potential that there could be with Jokic positionally be able to put a system together around that. Right. That and that's all they need. It. Yeah. He says, look, Jokic, you are the offensive system. Now forget about this rotation thing that Mike Malone was all about. Forget about this like morale thing. We don't skip steps. Forget all about that. We are going to run the Nikola Jokic show with your shooters but we're going to buy in and be something on defense because we I won't f- win a championship. I feel like you'd have to be switch heavy, like Boston with a guy like Jokic out there. Exactly. Exactly. You're going right. to have to be switch heavy. it to have to be help heavy. Big yeah. time with Jokic. And I think that's maybe where you get the best out of Jokic is he's your post help defender. Mm-hmm. Like he is able to just get easy, like come from behind blocks and that kind of stuff. Just little tip blocks. If but, the rest of the defense is secure, exactly, exactly, right. and I think that Michael Porter Jr. could probably be figured out positionally, like because he's humongous, he can get easy blocks, just like kind of floating around. I don't know, but like, yeah, that's a big question mark for Denver, and that's why, like, when you say the Lakers, you give them a little bit of a chance against Denver. I'm like, well, that would be why their defense just goes to the absolute shithole. And they get exposed, because like, who do they really have that they're comfortable playing power forward? <laughs> yeah. Besides Aaron Gordon, you know, like not a lot. It's just it's an interesting fit. So, I would say I would say Lakers and seven in that series though. So you just get that out of the way. I'm locking it in. And then you play Phoenix locking with in. Kevin Durant in the next round. Oh. Which I would fucking love. I had that as a thing too. It was Phoenix versus Lakers second round. So let's just bring that up. We'll just start talking about that one.
1: No, second round. We got to finish
0: the first round for the rest of these, I would say. Well, let's run the East. Cleveland four and five. Yep. With New York. Now that is an interesting matchup. And right now at this point in the season, I'm like, that could go either way. I think Cleveland, I think it could go either way, but I think Cleveland should be the clear favorite here. Cleveland has advanced metrics in their favor. Um, I think Cleveland has upside in their favor. I want Cleveland to win. Unfortunately, I do see the slim chance of a world where New York could pull this off. Jalen Brunson absolutely shows up in big moments and that can't be understated. I'm not saying that Don can't, I'm not saying that any of these other guys on Cleveland can't, um, but Jalen Brown of uh, Jalen Brunson, essentially won a playoff series last season against a Donovan Mitchell led Utah right. jazz. So right. the implications are there. Uh, I would argue that the defensive core of Jared Allen and, Evan Mobley is more dynamic and effective than Rudy Gobert as a solo defensive system ever could want to be, but the implications are clearly there. Um, And I just, I would hate to see Cleveland go in the first round. I would hate Mitch's semi mildly real predictions that Cleveland's going to lose in the first round. I would hate that to happen. Yeah, it would be, it would devastate me because of how much excitement there is around Mitchell, but it would, a first round loss, I feel like would probably shake the entire front office's core about their statement at the deadline where they said, we saw lateral moves. Mm-hmm. I think that would definitely be like, well, we got to sell Levert. We got to sell probably Stevens to see if we can get something for that. Like, And my God, if that's not happening, if it takes a first round playoff exit for you to do that, you're out of your goddamn mind, <laughs> right? I know <laughs> you should be doing that anyway, but exactly that would definitely make it abundantly clear. Probably make them taste taste a little bit of salt, and maybe that would be a good thing in the long run. But I still don't want to see them lose, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't want to see them lose either. But this is just that's a super interesting matchup for them. Because, it really is, like because Randall's <laughs> Randall's isn't going to be Randall's. I'm thinking it right now. Like we might get two Randall's games (laughs) and then the rest of the games, he's going to be Julius Randall. If I had to, if I had to predict, we're getting two games, Randall's we're getting two Randall's and three Randall three to four Randall. That's a good ratio though. I mean, (laughs) I don't know that you can ask for much more out of Mr. Randall's. So as if anyone's unaware of what we're referring to, Julius Randall, when he goes off in the playoffs, will forever be known on this podcast as Julius Randalls. Um, <laughs> right. Mid mid tier Julius Randall, so much normal sounding, normal Julius Randall shall be known as Julius Randall. And oh god, he doesn't. Poor guy. Mister Randalls doesn't come out often, but when he does, my god, yeah, it is sight unseen, sight unseen. Poor guy. All right, let's hop over to the West. Let's just talk about a fun first-round series here. Three and six in the West. Sacramento and Golden State. Fucking shootout. I'm taking Sacramento. The way Golden State looks on the road, how wild that Sacramento home crowd is, the fact that neither of these teams can actually defend when you really think about it, You're right. Yeah. This is going to be a shit show of offense. I would hate to bet against Steph Clay and Trey because statistics show that they have literally, when they're all three playing, they have not lost a playoff series. Oh my God. Isn't that so? What a claim. What a claim. So, well, no, they lost a couple early on. But I I mean, just from like a certain time period or something, like from a certain year or whatever. Yeah, because I mean, they definitely were there when they lost against like the Spurs, Mm -hmm. like the second round or first round when they beat Denver, and I think like 2013. But like, yeah, um, I believe that 15 or on or something like that. Yeah, in this modern era, that's for sure a lock. Like. I yeah. don't disbelieve that. And that's why it's kind of hard for me to pick Sacramento because I'm like Golden State at their core. They bring Wiggins back. They're going to be thriving. No more DiVincenzo max minutes. like, But still a couple threes a game, like what you want from Devin, DiVincenzo. Right, like, exactly. Actually maximize DiVincenzo because he needs lesser of a role. <laughs> and I think they're going to completely shave out the Anthony lamb minutes and like things like that. I'm not I sure just, about that. They might not okay, have a choice. They're going to, yeah, you're right. They have to run probably at least nine instead of seven. Cause I don't think that, I honestly don't think Steve Kurt has all that much confidence in Jordan pool. No, I don't I think don't. any of that team does bro. Like, right. I am Fully out on Jordan Poole. I'm not halfway out. I am fully out, dude. They overpaid that motherfucker. He's, yeah, doesn't get along with them at all. The punch is clearly having effects on the court. Like, yeah, yeah. It's Jordan Poole has been yelled at how many times by Steph and Dre this season? Like, oh, I, I heard they guys trying to move him. Huh? I wonder if they'll try to move him. I would be like, you got to sell high by yeah. Jordan Poole. But who wants him? Brooklyn? God, wouldn't that be dumb? Sell him to Brooklyn for like DFS and kill Bridges. Can you? No, you're not going to get Bridges. <laughs> oh my God. Definitely. Royce. Gotta, here we go. Royce. Royce would be nice fit. DFS and Royce. I think that would be worth it for them. Two really good wings. Yeah. That just allows them to size up. I would do that move if I was Golden State. God damn. It's just rough because Jordan Poole is just an enigma of a person. I got to take Warriors, dude. I'm still going Sacramento. I got to get Warriors. Steph ain't going to lose to Sacramento Kings. But I think that Demonis Sabonis is going to be able to feast on Looney and Green. I think that he's gonna have his season where he's just twenty four points a game in the playoffs. You know, I like, don't know green, green. turns it up a level in the playoffs, right? But I'm just interested to see the f- actual physical matchup of seven foot Sabonis, if not six eleven and a half Sabonis, being able to have all the movement around him, taking advantage of the Warriors' defense, like which we've seen to be not great. And Fox is just at another level. A name that it's just interesting been. because like these teams play a fairly similar style of basketball. Oh I mean, yeah. for Sacramento sure. yeah. runs probably more than anyone. Um, Steph and Darren Fox are two very different players, but like they both have a forward slash center who kind of runs offense and they run offense through, um, they both have high volume three point shooters. Like, there's a lot of similarities here that make it make it for sure. Fun. Yeah. It's just good. it's going to be a fun series regardless. Right. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I think that it's going to be something to behold here, and that's why for each one of these, I did not pick how many games because I'm just like it's too. You know, you just got to pick a. I think that's a gentleman's sweep warriors favor. Damn. Yeah, fun games, but Warriors Warriors, gentlemen sweep. Isn't it just so funny how seed pretty much just doesn't matter in the NBA sometimes? Like, all it takes is just playoff experience and the ability to know who your top six are. I mean, when you got four rings under your belt. Right, yeah. Like, the regular season doesn't actually matter as long as you're securely in the playoffs. Unless you're super worried about your first round matchup. Not that big of a deal. And I doubt these guys are at this point. I really don't think they walk around really fearing anyone other than LeBron because, I mean, that's just time honored. But yeah, exactly. Time (laughs) honored. And KD. Yeah. And they should fear KD because you'd be looking at that in the second round, wouldn't it? No. No, it would have to be the conference finals. Yeah, it'd be a conference finals situation. Which would be Which, incredible. incredible. Phoenix versus Golden State. Yeah, like would would conference finals. Let's talk four or five though, because the Clippers and my my takes that I have here. Um, first off, Phoenix is winning this series. If it if we're talking tomorrow, I'm taking Phoenix four or five. Phoenix grabs the dub. You think Phoenix beats right now, Los Angeles? Yes. Like no KD Phoenix. Oh, uh, pfft. Cause I think if it's no KD, I think are you that... saying no PG Clippers then? Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So yes, left me, I'll take Phoenix. This Clippers team is This Clippers team is fake. And that's my fucking take. This Clippers team is fake. I think the other night proved it more than anything. Granted, PG's now not out there on the floor, but Lou Dort refuses to let you to get the switch Kawhi Leonard is completely lost. No one else on the floor can do anything. Right, Russ is out there in the late game situation, which we cannot harp on that enough. We've beaten that into the fucking ground. Um, Kawhi had nothing. So you mean to tell me that what we've seen in the last three years reassures me at all? For Kawhi Leonard in big moments, because I'm not, I'm not reassured at all. Exactly. No evidence. No evidence for it. So, there's no real hard evidence. Like, Phoenix made it to the, I mean, they both of these teams have made it to the conference finals. Um, and played against each other in the conference finals. Right. (laughs) So, like, within the last, I mean, Phoenix has done it twice now, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, it's, it'd be a tough matchup for sure for both teams, but, I think Booker is really thirsty right now. If we're talking fully healthy, I'm still taking Phoenix. If we're talking KD and PG are both out there, I'm still taking Phoenix. Yeah, I'm easily taking Phoenix in. KD's gonna come correct. I hope so. I hope he's just on a tear, like a thirty-three points per game, first round, you know, like just absolutely ready to destroy any and everything. Yeah, that's who I picked as well, Phoenix versus Los Angeles. So I mean, it's regardless. not often you see Kawhi like upset, dude. And he was pissed after that play. Russ he under should the have basket. Been. Russ under the basket, raises his arm just shaking his head at him. Kawhi was hot. Kawhi threw his arms up in frustration, walked away, and then I think Russ said something and Kawhi like waved off and kept walking. And I was like, "Oh, fuck." I was like, that looked like start of a fucking blow up situation, quite frankly. But what if they what if they waive Russ before you the know playoffs? Yeah, the playoffs. They just let him go. That'd be wild. They're paying him minimum money. They're paying him 762K because he got the buyout and he didn't give back a lot. So he they paid him minimum literally minimum money. Right. Enough to just have him on the books legally. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yes. So they literally legally have him on the books. They could cut him and not even care about wasting $800,000. Fuck no, not Steve Ballmer. And then give a fuck. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think if it gets the Clippers right now, the Clippers are five and seven in their last 12 games. They just That's keep what I'm falling. saying. We're talking about the end of the day. I'm not going to be surprised with them in the plan. And this has been a stretch of Kwai and PG being there until and PG PG's got hurt. Out. Right. So I mean, they weren't closing games before. And implications long term here for the PG is just rough too. Like he went down bad, bro. He got escorted off the court and he left the facility. He left the arena in a uh, on a scooter. You know he has a podcast now. It's called Podcast yeah, it's- P. He's been hanging banners in Indiana and all this shit. Yeah, we know. We know. Dude's fucking. I hate that us. guy. I hate that guy now. I'm I not hate a man. Period. I, I hate him. <laughs> he's locking it in. Lock it in. Bum status. No Bump status for Paul. It's not. It can't be because he's actually a talented basketball player. <laughs> Yes, we hate him, but it's like the can't go to that. Yeah, I mean Steph's on a higher degree for sure. Oh, Steph's four rings. Yeah, it's those guys that are in that. But PG's got banners in Indiana. Yeah, he's got banners in NDA. We can't sit here and discredit the man's career. Come on, dude! Fucking, he's hanging division titles. That statement hanging division titles off. Not even conference titles, dude. Division titles. (laughs) Dumbass! (laughs) Fucking dumbass! What a fucking idiot, dude! Oh my god, what a idiot! Um, he is almost as big of a clown as Patrick Beverly. Oh, easily. Have you speaking of Patrick Beverly? Have you heard what he's been putting out there? He's like, back in L.A., I was getting comments like that I need to be better and like, say, like play better for LeBron and that kind of stuff. All kinds of those. And then he's like, I just don't like that. Like he acts like he has beef with. Even though he LA said now. he was going to take him to the playoffs. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> got, traded, got traded before they even could have a chance. Uh, it's nuts. That doesn't for the first round though. Do you want to talk any like uh, possible second round matchups here and then throw out like a finals or big? I mean, we can touch about my, one of my most interesting matchups was Boston and Philadelphia. I just want to see them go at it. That'd be second round, wouldn't it? Yeah. I want to see Boston and Philadelphia in the second round against each other. That'd be and fun to tell. Just a nice smoke job from Boston. Shut down all the Embiid noise. Al Horford comes out of his tomb. Yeah. A cryogenic regeneration chamber for six games and plays like just an unabashed <laughs> prime 27-year-old post defender and is making getting like 12 points a game on like 48% from the corner three and like just looks nice and just gives Embiid everything he's got because he's in Embiid's head and always has been a prime Embiid defender. It was the clear reason why Philadelphia even got Horford in the first place so that he was brought to Philadelphia just so he didn't play for Boston. And against them in the playoffs. And then they lost to Boston four games in the playoffs <laughs> in the first round of the bubble. It's so, insane. With Embiid healthy and not healthy Simmons. But like, yeah, that was just absolutely disgraceful. And now we're just going to see that again. And I want, I just want Boston to win this series like four to one. I want them to end James Harden. I want them to end Embiid in Philadelphia. And I want Philadelphia to blow it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired you. of this core. I'm tired of this core. They're not winning. I think even if they were to win against Boston, they're not beating Milwaukee. No, so they're not getting to the. No one's beating Milwaukee. Let's just put that out there. Yeah, I mean Milwaukee. They're that's are So, hey, hey, real quick. That, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just saying about Boston, Philadelphia. As far as that goes, I'm picking Boston. Yeah. And that's a that's a fun second round matchup too. Exactly. Um, If we're talking Warriors beat the Kings, you'd be staring down Grizzlies versus Warriors second round, and once again, that that would be awesome. And Jaw's back. Jaw's just gonna like they're gonna let him play three games, and everybody's just gonna forget because he'll score like forty three points a game. He's already had a game back. Oh, he has. Yeah, I think he's had one game back. Oh no, that's right. He's coming off the bench as. Well, he's coming off the bench, at least, you know. Yeah. He's back, but he's he's coming off the bench. Outrageous. We're we're still we're still upset. Yeah. Fuck that insane. shit. He's been out for six games as they investigate the situation, but we're gonna count those six as part of his eight game suspension. What a disgrace. <laughs> Optics there are just horrible. It it is absolutely horrible. Now he's just being shoehorned back. Like, let's, okay, the playoffs are about to start. Let's uh, put, you know, put all this to the side. I'm taking Warriors in that series, though. I mean, I just, I can't bet against Dre, and Steph, dude. I just, and quite frankly, I kind of throw Looney into that situation, too. Yeah. I mean, Looney's just one of their key guys. I think. Memphis has more potential to beat Golden State than the Kings would, but I would say seven games in the Warriors' favor. And if not that, who are they facing in the Western Conference Finals? Denver or Phoenix? Phoenix. Phoenix? Oh, that's so rough. Yep. I'd say Phoenix, which means Phoenix would beat Lakers' second round in our world. Um. Hate to see it for the Lakers. God, I would hate to see it. Yeah, I, I hate wish to see there it was too. a world they could escape Phoenix until the f- conference finals. But and you really think Lakers well, are going to make the conference finals? No, I don't. And that's why I'm saying Phoenix. Yeah, and that's why I'm. And that's what I'm saying. Milwaukee Phoenix in the finals, and that's what I fucking want anyway. If I'm being Milwaukee completely honest with you. KD versus Giannis. Yes, Phoenix gets oh, another go at God. Giannis. KD gets another go at Giannis. Right, Giannis Jones gets home. another go at the ring. I mean, right. I just I want it. That was my number one matchup, like I, perspective matchup. Like that's that's it. I want that in the finals, dude. Booker versus Holiday. Yep. Giannis. money money matchup. Yep. Giannis versus KD, and then Aiton versus Lopez. Yep. And then Middleton that, is just gonna be oh my everybody, God. dude. Okay, okay. Let's Middleton's have eaten everybody. Let's talk two seconds of standum here for Chris Middleton. His three point release is ungodly right now. Yep, it looks good every single time. There's yep. just there's no motion, but snap mm. when he shoots the three. It's just one snap wrist motion. Woo! Like he is just, and I see him hit these. Ridiculous shots after shot. Drew Holiday's pull-up three-point looks incredible this season. Looks like he's been doing nothing but practicing that in the offseason. Like, oh, my God. I'm just so ready to see the Milwaukee Bucks and healthy Chris Middleton be back in the playoffs again because they just got run into the dirt by Boston, and I think they're taking Boston this Middleton year. is a take-your-lunch type, type of player. Right. And... He's going to take your lunch. He's He's taller than Brogdon. He's taller than Derek White. He's taller than Marcus Smart. He's about there with Jalen Brown. I think they're about the same size. But I mean, you're going to have to throw all four of those guys at him. And then you have Holiday. And then you have just renaissance Brooke Lopez this season. Serious Defensive Player of the Year candidate, Brooke Lopez. And then Giannis shutting down. Exactly. And also just hitting mid-range fadeaways and getting little floaters and hitting open threes. He hits almost every open three anymore. It's just like the Phoenix would need. And to top it all off, you got Crowder on the revenge. And then. Oh my God, Crowder on the revenge. I didn't even think of that. (laughs) (laughs) Crowder on the revenge. You got Javon Carter. Grayson Allen and Portis to round out the bench. Phoenix would need Shit. a next level Chris Paul. Like in terms of... They're going to need goal. 17 points and like 11 assists Chris they Paul. Would, they would have to, right? You'd think so. On like 58% shooting. Considering the guard play from Milwaukee, because the, the, the Giannis-KD matchup is going to handle itself. That's like an even battle. Both right. of those guys are going to get theirs but On then give the a the night. Yeah, yeah. Middleton and Holiday, that tandem, bro. I'm sorry, it's taking down Paul and Booker. That's Booker carrying, and I just don't think he can carry against Holiday and Middleton. I think that Booker and Holiday is an underrated, like, actual matchup. Holiday's going to be fucking hungry. Yes, hungry. You know he's going to be good for, like, 18 points a game. Like he's just going to be trying. threes. Yes, absolutely. Reckless threes. Probably on like 30s, like low 30s percent, like 32. But still 37 for the season. So he'd probably be shooting like 33, 34 just launching the high yeah, volume. Exactly. I mean, Allen and Crowder and Middleton should just be launching too. I mean, Allen and Crowder for their lives should be Allen Crowder. Isn't that just the best? He's on six attempts in. right now for the season. So, I mean, like, just that's going to be their entire lifeline. And if Wes Matthews is going to have literally any minutes, which I hopefully doubt, he's going to have to be launching too. Mm -hmm. Like, Portis is just going to have to be a total wild card. Grayson Allen's going to have to hit some. That's what I was saying. Like, he's just going to have to be ready to yeet Mm -hmm. at all opportunities, coming off of screens, getting closed out on, trying to draw fouls, that kind of stuff. Like, oh, my God, I want to see that finals. I'm ready for that. Actually, for all the pain that would come from watching the Lakers yet again lose against Phoenix, which would just be so shitty, and then watching another Golden State and Memphis series would be kind of painful as well because it's just so ugh. Through like the fucking washing machine, watching that, like, uh, and to see Denver just completely fail on any kind of destiny this season and would put serious hindering talks to the Jokic MVP discussion. Why don't you take Lakers or wouldn't you take Denver over Lakers? Yeah, I would. I would just reasonably right now. I think that's a reasonable pick. And then you would have Denver over um I said Denver Phoenix? over Phoenix. Yeah. You would say Denver over Phoenix and make it to the conference finals. Right. Make it to the conference finals versus Sacramento. <laughs> and just absolutely white. So then you Sacramento. got Denver versus Milwaukee, which is Final. an EV I I think Milwaukee takes handle that even easier. That's an even easier yeah. matchup for Milwaukee. Oh God. That's Milwaukee's a fiver, dude. So That's a five game series. Yeah, Giannis is just like, excuse me. Yep. Thanks for my second ring, Jokic. And, Bye. and then we where does it what's his favorite fast food place? Hey, you know, you know what? Uh, I can't remember you know what though I kind of like your ideal because what if Jokic wins MVP everyone's high as fuck on this Denver this Denver that even though there's clear holes that need repaired and need improved Denver makes it there Giannis fucking walks to a ring in five games and it's like I'm the real MVP bitch I'm the finals MVP thanks for the second ring should have won the MVP this year too I'm out that's I don't I don't hate that reality either way in my in these realities Milwaukee's winning a ring for me so I don't care. If Giannis wins two rings, is he a top fifteen player of all time? I think he's secured top twenty five with another ring. Easy, just off of stats and two rings, too easy. Like he's KD level at that point, in my opinion. Yeah, he's oh, just yeah. as good as KD. Oh in history. yeah, and oh yeah, I. So I don't think that's that hot, bro. No. Like, yes, completely different not. players in terms of what they do and bring to the floor. Obviously, Kevin Durant's a seven-foot guard, but... Yeah, you no, know, Giannis... We haven't seen someone as athletic as Giannis since LeBron. Jesus. We just haven't. It's <laughs> so true. It's so true, though. Like, that comp is, is and always will be there just off of the pure athleticism. Uh, but I... Had wrap, just, I Yeah, I'm right there on that Milwaukee and Phoenix pick. I mean, that would just be an epic finals rematch, especially now because it doesn't seem so random anymore. Because now there's everything behind it. There's drama. Yeah, exactly. There's high drama behind that. And it wasn't just the Phoenix Suns took advantage of a crumbling Western conference that was just shooting its well, just getting collecting so many injuries that they could just slide through and win games like they know they could. Well, yeah, the road we're talking about right here, the road we're talking about right now, it's not gonna be easy. It's grimy. Yeah. It's grimy. And I mean, you know are going be worn down by the time that you would get to Milwaukee. Part of me would be okay with watching the Lakers win the first round series against Denver too, if it can be done. Fantastic. I think I would sacrifice all of my Denver fandom for the Lakers to win and then go to the second round against Phoenix and put up the fight, you know, because we can predict them to win lose against Phoenix all we want, but we won't know until we watch the absolute just <laughs> fallout yeah. Cause that's a fun matchup too. Exactly. So I don't know. It's just much more interesting that way. It seems. And for some reason, I just don't think Boston's going back to the championship game this year. Nope. I don't think they're going back to the finals. And I think we might see a Jalen Brown situation then at that point. I Maybe. think it makes it that much Maybe. more likely. I really do. I think that Jalen is the kind of guy that's going to apply pressure and just ball the hell out next season in the contract year. And be right. like, oh, yeah, I'm worth $170 million. Mm-hmm. I'm worth $190 million. Like, mm-hmm. I am fucking good. Facts. And do it for the sake of himself. Cause he I wants mean, i think he's already pairing. earned it. Right, I would think so, too. I mean, he's been to three conference finals and one finals appearance. And like, he's looked better than Tatum and, like, at least two of them. So Yeah, he's looked like kind of the guy. Nonetheless, dude, that's rapid there. We're over an hour. We got to hit trivia and one more take still, anyway. Um, playoffs are going to be nuts, though. Um, as always, thanks for tapping in with us. Uh, stay engaged with us on all social media at the Dip Network. We got you covered sports, media, entertainment, all the, all the good things you we love. We're getting a consistent schedule set up here for the Dip, and we'll have that coming at you as well. Also, note of business, Adam, it's National Chip and Dip Day. Um, Ridiculous. So and honor of our, of our name, quite frankly, of this network, um, this whole thing started. This podcast specifically started as the Dip NBA podcast. Of course, we became the Dip Network and we have the, <laughs> Dip, <laughs> the Dip Podcast. Network. We became a network. And we expanded um, the Dip Podcast split off into one of the shows of Fed network. Um, but, you know, it it, it rains true at our core. We that's love our true. chips with our dip. So, <laughs> I <laughs> mean, bravo tip? to us, I guess, on this holiday. I like my chip with a dip. In the words What's of Ron dip? Swanson, bully for us. Bully for us. Bully for us, my friend. And that's what I'll say for National Chip and Dip Day. Trivia time, buddy. Scores 2-1 for the season. <laughs> The short season, as we keep addressing, right? It's 2-1, isn't it? <laughs> the lockout season. Oh Yeah, yeah. the Sorry, lockout late, late. <laughs> Way late. Late oh to God. the party, but we, we're definitely partying nonetheless here in the trivia land. So, who forms ultimate NBA trivia back once again? Adam, we're getting fucking grimy today. We're looking at total rebound percentage oh, for the Jesus. seasons. We're not looking at the leaders, though. We're looking at the fucking bottom of the barrel. Oh no! <laughs> the worst total rebound percentages in the league. Because I know you cruise on the fucking leaderboard. So I was like, I can't pick something. Who's at the top? I got to go to the bottom of a leaderboard on something. So total rebound percentage for the season. I got five names for you. Let me list all five, and then you can make your selection. Okay. Oh god! <laughs> you want four or five? You want me to give you five or four? Well, five is fine. It okay, is, you know. It puts them all in the same atmosphere. It's funny to know who's down there. Right, it is. It's made me laugh, actually. So we're talking total rebound percentage that includes offensive and defensive in case he did not know what the word total means. Uh, All right. Darius Garland. Jesus. Gabe Vincent. Amphree Simons. Eric Gordon. Or Dennis Schroeder. Eric Gordon. Boom! We got a fucking winner. Adam ties it up for the season. 2-2. Nice job, Adam. Uh, Said percentage is 3.7. Ant Simon's at 4.3. Dennis Schroeder 4.4. Garland 4.5. That's actually pretty bad. kind of made me like, oh, Um, Gabe Vincent 4.6. So, good job, dude. That's tough. That is crazy. That was, I just thought about Eric Gordon. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way he's getting those good rebounds. Garland and Amph make sense because they're both small guards, but Garland kind of threw me off a little bit. I was like, damn, he's that low. He's 189th. I mean, you got Allen and um, right, Mobley around and, you. And Don's bouncier than footers. you, so he's probably grabbing oh, more yeah. boards. Don's right really higher. I mean, obviously on here, I We'd have to scroll through 192 to find him. I don't feel like it, but yeah, Eric Gordon, 192 in the league. <laughs> Yikes. Come on, Come on, Eric Gordon. <laughs> Jesus. I thought that was a fun one, though. Nice job, dude, because that's a shit show of a question. So It was. <laughs> Good job, dude. We're tied up. That makes things interesting. I didn't want to take the the two-point lead anyway, if I'm being honest with you. I wanted to even out here because we're running out of time anyway. So. Uh, one more take and let's wrap it, dude. What do you got? The Western and Eastern Conference Play-In Players Award. Do they do a separate one or is there just one? A player of the play-in. Do they do that? I'm pretty sure that they do. We How about mean, this? Fact the player this? of the... I'm pretty sure. I am about 100% sure. But there's two games now. I mean, there's four games in total. You want to just say who you think the best player of the player and plan will be, and we'll just put that as your homework. I day. mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The player of the plan will be Shea just Alexander. Drops a 35 piece on someone. Yep. Just to the playoff spot. Minnesota, for sure. Well, that's if we're talking today. Quite frankly, I think they're going to be yeah. They're going yeah. to be, be secured. Shea's nice. just incredible, dude. The trade talk is, is, is out of control. Yeah, I know. I know. When they tried to float him, being angry about OKC, okay, and now they're literally make, in the position to make the playoffs. Mm. Wow, it was supposed to be just another gap here because their other prospect is hurt. So, I mean, this is crazy for them. I'll go... I'll look at Dallas, because it's not looking good right now in the ninth seed. Um, this might be a little bit hot with that being said, like saying that it, like they're not looking great right now, but Kyrie will sign a contract. I'm not saying... Oof! he won't be traded in said sign and trade situation but contracts will be signed nonetheless whether that means he saves for a bit and they keep trying to run it um, or if that means they sign and trade him the thing is, is at this point you just did all that to get him a second guy you have the second guy I would hate to not give it a fair chance with a real defense around them Right, yeah, instead of the skin skin and bones that they have right now. Right, because absolutely, what you need to win in this fucking league is effectively two stars in defense. So yep. you you got the two stars part. And then Kyrie is, you know, you can say what you want about him, but if you're getting the best out of him, you got two stars right now. So right. I think a contract will be signed is what I'll say. I'm not sure if that means he'll be there for the length of that contract by any means, but contract will be signed. Interesting point because I mean, I myself was thinking about this and I'm like, I'm out on Kyrie's and the Lakers. I don't think it's happening. I don't want it. I don't want, yeah, I don't want it anymore either. If anything, I want this team to be fully healthy into next season and then just run it back with D-Lo. With With D-Lo, maybe maybe a few tweaks. Exactly. And then Rui, a couple other things I'm good on. They just need to find. I don't know. I don't know. If they can even bring back Rui at the right price, it wouldn't bother me. So I think that they could still be worked in. It's just that Rui is always going to be like a special tool kind of player, not like a reliable rotation player. He's going to be a specialized tool. I mean, if this was the team all season, we'd be talking about them as like a five seed probably. So I don't even. Cause you know, you're probably not going to win all the games cause you're still going to have timeout from day 80. You're still going to have timeout from LeBron. But before LeBron went down, um, he was great basically all season long with the right. exception of his typical missed games for just resting. Um, the guy has been amazing. So if you would have had this team around LeBron all season, we're looking at a five, six seed already, but it's, but it's weird how the team that got rid of, rid of, Russell Westbrook has really stabilized. And now the other team that acquired him is destabilizing further right yeah insane whoops could have told you that one folks and on that note let's wrap it there adam appreciate everyone as always we're out of here peace